The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today, and we're going to be talking about a topic that's near and dear to most men's hearts today. We try to do that every week, but this one I know really speaks to men's hearts whether they know it or not. But I'm going to start with this a little different, different than I told you guys, because you know I love to do that with you. It's part of the adventure, which we talked about last week. But uh, I want to ask you about, we're going to talk about the topic of a battle to fight, why it's important for men to have a battle to fight, whether they believe it is or not. But Robbie, I want to ask you and Al and Vinny just to think of a movie that was about someone fighting a battle of some sort, whether that be a war, whether that be a battle against injustice, anything like that that really spoke to your heart. And just a, a, a quick, you know, a little bit about the, the movie and why. And so does anyone feel like jumping in about which... Oh, man, I immediately thought of Patton. Okay. And, you know, he stands up there, if you've seen the movie, <laughs> and, and he goes into this speech about Americans love a winner and they can't tolerate a loser. And, you know, when you stick your hands into a man's face that used to be your friend, you, you won't wonder what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You'll know what you got. And it just, all those things, you know, really spoke to me, though I never, you know, was in that situation in my life from a standpoint of being in World War II or something. But it, it it certainly spoke to something that was right there in the warrior that was there. Yeah, Al, Vinny, or do you guys want me to go? Because I can go. I'll go. Um, for me, there's a few of them come to mind because I knew I was going to ask the question like about 30 seconds ago. But uh, for Braveheart was always the one, and it, it's not the the quote that most people quote from it, but it's you know, um, it talks about few men ever ever really live. All men die, but few men ever really live. And, and the life that comes to those guys when they fight for something greater than themselves, it impacts them individually, but it, in fact, it impacts the whole country. And I think that that was really pretty cool, just the life that comes from fighting the right kind of battle. You know, and I picked my quote, my, uh, and so I don't want to really give it away, but it's, it's from Black Hawk Down. And it's it's comes to camaraderie in the mission. You know, there's camaraderie and there's a mission. But when you have camaraderie in the mission, to me, that's what, you know, that's what does it for me. Absolutely. I, I'm addicted to that. Vinny, is there one that maybe comes to mind for you? Definitely. I, I think the best movie of Passion of the Christ. Uh, he lived his whole life trying to do good and bring up people and. Everybody was always against him. And what he does, and the punishment that he took, he still stood up there and was what he was. Mm-hmm. Now, a good man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me ask you a separate separate question. Um, aren't your favorite movies about fighting against an injustice of some sort? Whether it's a battle movie, like we talked about on some of these, or whether it's about... A bully. It could be about a bully. I'm all over that. Oh, yeah. A bully, social issues, you know, when people are wronged. 
I mean, and that's 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 really the story that we follow a lot as men, isn't it? Oh yeah. You know, it kind of speaks to our heart in a different way. But why is that? Why does that battle? Why is it fighting against injustice really speak to our hearts as men? You know, my wife and I were talking about we were. I was watching a new thing on Netflix, and my wife she smiled. She said, "You and your crime and spy movies," and and I'm like, "What?" And she goes, she just smiled. She goes, "I love that about you," but my life verse is Micah six eight. Um, he has told you, O oh man, what is good and what does he ask of you? To do to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And I think that that boils it down to what we're called to do. I think that speaks volumes and that's why I love them because I love the humble guy that goes out and one man army that beats up the whole platoon. You know, I love that. And God comes through, mm-hmm. you know, you Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, you know, that's mm-hmm. a God story. You know, there's no way these guys are going in the furnace, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he comes through or Daniel in the lion's den or, mm-hmm. or obviously the resurrection itself is, is against all odds. It's like God lets him stack up the odds. God's a huge risk taker because he took this unbelievable risk that he would give Robbie free will and that could lead all kinds of trouble. <laughs> but but the, th- the thing I love most about those stories, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their faith, even if God chooses not to save us, we, we su- submit ourselves to him. It's always that humility, always that sacrifice, that willingness to make the sacrifice that makes those stories beautiful. Well, God shows up obviously in those stories, but those people fought against injustice well, let me on their ask, own way. Here's the right? thing. They were in the middle of battling against injustice of their own. I think that it wasn't that God showed up. It was God's party. And they they were invited and they answered the invitation. Uh, you know, we always, I hear that a lot, um, that will God show up? I pray God shows up. It's his party. But if we go in there humbly and we submit and we listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, that's when the beautiful things happen. Okay. Well, at the resurrection, just to, you know, go on record saying, sometimes it's God that showed up. And in the resurrection, I, I don't think that was anybody except God showing up. I mean, it, you know, that's the ultimate situation right there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that there weren't a picture of a lot of men's faith around there. There was a couple ladies. But the, the picture was God's. Mm-hmm. But we can know that. Go ahead, man. Well, I really don't remember what the name of the movie was, but it was with Montgomery Clift, and he was a priest. And he sees a murder, and the murderer comes in and confesses to him. Well, now, you know, the Catholic religion, you're not supposed to uh, say what you, that people are confessing. And what he goes through for months with the people, the townspeople, and the guy that committed the murder was just unbelievable in mm-hmm. how God just picked him up and gave him the saving grace. Mm-hmm. So if you're starting to think about for a minute, maybe there is something to this battle that men have. Robbie, I'm going to ask you to go to your clip men kind of struggle with this sometimes, right? Stepping into that battle, even when they know the importance of it. Yeah, and in the, the clip that I picked when it came to a battle to fight is the one that I struggle with often is, do I want to engage in this battle? And, well, you know, one of my favorite movies is Top Gun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Maverick has had a real bad experience flying through another jet, jet wash. 
and it's caused him to lose his best friend and all that. And so he ends up in that exact situation, but a lot of people's lives are at stake. And the question is, are you going to engage? And so many times the battle comes to us and we don't know if we've got what it takes, but this kind of showed that Maverick had it. 160 miles and closing in fast, sir. Ready, Willard and Simkin up. Catch three and four. Maverick supersonic. I'll be there in 30 seconds. Get up here. I'm engaged at five. Repeat five. I'm engaged. What about Willard and Simkin? Both catapults are broken. We can't launch any aircraft yet, sir. How long? It'll take 10 minutes. 10 minutes? This thing will be over in two minutes. Get on it. One big trouble clock high. One big trouble clock high. Watch your back, watch your back! Right, right! That was close. Come on, kid, hang in there. Maverick, how about some help? Engage! Maverick, we got a big on our tail! Watch out, watch out! We just flew right through his jet rush! Get control of him! Get control! Good recovery now! Okay, let's get in there. Come on, we gotta help ice. Come on, let's get back and engage, Maverick! Come on! Uh, it's no good. Get in there, Maverick! It's no good. Maverick's just engaging! I knew it! Maverick! Get in there, Maverick! You can't leave him! Come on! Maverick! What are you doing? Maverick's in there! Ice is in trouble! He's got no cover! Get in there, Maverick! You won't last down there alone! Get in the fight for... Maverick! Maverick! Maverick's re-engaging, sir! I can't get him off my tail! Ike, I've got your big dead ahead. I've got him dead ahead. Good tone. I got good tone. I got tone. I got tone. Fire it. So as we talked through that a little bit, Robbie, what was, what was he really pushing against? What was Maverick really fighting against there, trying to decide whether to engage or not? Yeah, and throughout the you know the the movie, you could see every time that he began to engage in something, whether it, it would get him into trouble because he was dangerous, mm-hmm. and so he would do things that were breaking the rules. Now, thus, he had the name Maverick, which you know for some of us that are rule breakers, and I happen to be one of them, um, you know that speaks to our heart to an extent. But if you're a rule breaker and you find yourself on the dangerous side of that too many times, then when the moment comes, do you want to do you want to get in there and do that and put yourself in in a situation where you can hurt a lot of people? And and so he finds himself there. But as a maverick, he um, he comes through. So Al, what was he hearing the echoes of? Well, I think it was the the echoes of death, mm-hmm. and it was fear that he was going to mess up again. But it, I think, it comes down to that fear that I don't have what it takes. And yeah. when at some point he. He looked back at Goose and he said, I got to give him my best. I got to, I got to re-engage. It's not about what I've lost. It's about the guy next to me. I got to help out. 
Right. He, he's definitely got the fear of what's happened in the past. Right. He's also got an enemy that doesn't want him to rise up. And so who's singing that chorus to him of, you're going to mess up again. You don't have what it takes. You thought you had what it takes. I mean, who's the person there that's really kind of whispering that in his ear? The enemy. The enemy. Because he doesn't want him to be what he was created to be in the reflection of Christ. Now, that is a movie, but let's talk about our life. That's the same enemy we have. It's the same past. It may not be the same situation, but it's the same story in one way or another. And when we come back, we're going to talk about moving past that, moving past the past and into the future, and being able to step into that battle that God put you uniquely here for. Come back and join us. We're going to talk more about that. Masculine Journey Radio is listener-supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site, and from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Mask and Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. That's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Bet that I stand ready when the wolf growls at the door. Hey, I'm solid. Hey, I'm steady. Hey, I'm true down to the core. And I will always do my duty, no matter what the price. I've counted up the cost. I know the sacrifice. Oh, and I don't want to die for you. But if dying's asking me, And so as we uh, go back and we're talking about this battle to fight, that, that bumping music, I was not really familiar with that song, believe it or not, but I, but I heard it. And as that part of the chorus really kind of spoke to a lot of the battle that we do fight. Right? It is a battle for freedom. It is a battle for not only our own hearts, but the hearts of others. And so that's what Maverick, as we talked about in the last segment, was really starting to see again fresh that it was bigger than just him, that the battle was more than just his past. And so as we continue to talk about a battle and why every man wants a true battle to fight and needs a true battle to fight, and, and the different battles that we face every day, whether we see them or not, I'm going to go to a clip from the movie Beautiful Mind, and it talks about, in just a very simple way, this person whose society would say is not going to be very functional, who's not going to have much worth, that decides to say, you know what, I can fight here. And let's listen to how he decides he's going to move past some of the things that's been troubling him, which is literally voices and people that he sees that aren't truly there. He, he de- uh, deals with schizophrenia. And so we're going to listen to this clip and kind of come back and talk about that. I was thinking that I might teach. A classroom with 50 students can be daunting for anyone. John, besides, you're a terrible teacher. I'm an acquired taste, Martin. (laughs) I was hoping there still might be something I could contribute. 
What about the, um, well, you know, are they gone? No, they're not gone. Maybe they never will be. I've gotten used to ignoring them, and I think as a result, they've kind of given up on me. I think that's what it's like with all our dreams and our nightmares, Martin. We've got to keep feeding them for them to stay alive. John, they, they haunt you, though. Well, they're my past, Martin. Everybody's haunted by their past. Now, that was a pretty short clip, but there's a lot of power in that statement, wasn't there, guys? I mean, there's a couple things there that this man really wanted to contribute. He had a hope to contribute. He had a hope to battle, to have a fight that he could be a part of. But what else was really significant about that clip from, from what you heard? Well, for me, um, he wasn't afraid. It, it wasn't that um, he couldn't. It's that he was going to step up and give it his best. And, you know, he also put things into perspective. You know, if your past is bad, don't you want to do something bigger and better than that? You know, don't dwell in what you've, the mistakes you've made. Seek to seek to do better, grow, grow stronger, grow smarter, grow wiser. Um, like Vinny with is a sage. You know, he doesn't give up. There are days when he doesn't want to come. There are weeks when he, you know, is just frustrated, but he comes mm-hmm. because there's something bigger, something else calling that he has to serve. I thought you were going to say he's an acquired taste. Oh, that, <laughs> that goes without saying. Uh, but sometimes there, there's times that when people tell us that we can't do something, society told him he couldn't be useful. Yeah. He said, no, I, I can still be useful, and I can do these things be, no matter what my past is. And we all have past, right? We all have issues or things we said we wished would have done differently or the echoes enemy, enemy tries to, to, to give us. They make us really think that that's who we are. But then you have a story about when someone told you that you couldn't do something. Yeah. And that kind of motivated you a little bit, maybe? It, it did motivate me big time. Uh, the church that I was attending was a mission. And uh, the sister came up to me. I had had a terrible uh, death in the family. And she come up to me and says, I got a job for you. And it was to build a church. I said, are you crazy? I'm retired. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I sat there and I listened, uh, you know. And when I went to church that Sunday, so many people had heard her. She said that she was going to put me in charge of the finance committee. And they says, you can't do it. And the guy that tried it twice before was the very first one that came to me and says, you'll never do it. We can never do it in this town. I don't know. That just did something to me. I says, well, give it one heck of a shot. I built a church. Mm-hmm. I mean, I built it, you know, I mean, with the help of the people. The good part of this story is is that when they seen the money coming in and there was a chance to build a church, the congregation got behind me and the money started to come in. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was probably one of the best things I've ever done in my life, (laughs) except coming to our show with Al. But there's always a lot of... I'm sure you had a past that would say, you know what, Vinny, you probably shouldn't do this, or maybe you're not the right person for this. But we all have those stories. That is really uh, how it worked out. You know, I was very quiet. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
you know, I just kept to myself and why she picked me and had the faith in me. And actually, that's what turned my whole life around. Mm -hmm. It really But did. one of the reasons that so many men have that past is actually there are so many forces out there trying to take the masculinity away from, right. you know, little boys shouldn't play with guns. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about it before the show, what the right of initiation when you got your first BB gun or how you felt when you got your first pocket knife is that, you know, I might have been a nine-year-old boy, but I was armed and dangerous. And, you know, there's a certain thing that comes with this uh, cowboy ranger stage that we talk mm -hmm. about that we need to give boys back permission to, to be that dangerous thing again. And that's why we got this boot camp coming up. Absolutely. And, you know, you could have shot your thumb off. Or something. I, <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> but that wasn't when you were a kid. So that but on the other hand, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a boot camp coming up, and that boot camp's going to help us really try to understand more deeply what God had in mind when he made the man's heart and soul. That it is made differently than the females, and that's fine. It's supposed to be. They're both made in God's image, but uniquely in God's image, and not just... The four of us are uniquely different from the females. We're uniquely different from each other because we bear God's image in different ways. You know, the gifts that we're given, the things that we are passionate about, the, the battles that he has us fight are all different for each one of us. Now, some of them are very similar. We have a common enemy, right? And fighting for the hearts of others is something that we're all very passionate about doing. But how the flavor of that is, is a little different for each one of us from time to time, even though we have this shared mission that we do together. And so when you came to your first boot camp, Robbie, what was it you learned a little bit differently about your heart as a man as far as the core desires go, the adventure, the battle to fight, the beauty to rescue, which we'll talk about next week? Was there some of that that went into a greater context for you? Yeah, of course. As, as they were talking about that every little boy would you know, make a gun out of a soap bar or whatever, I could totally relate to that. That and was, that was jail. That wasn't at, every little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, but it was it was giving me permission. It was to be what I knew, you know, inherently isn't a, a little boy. That there was some part of me that was that, and I and I got and I had a chance to begin to have some intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. And the, how does that play out in my current life and my current walk with Christ and the current ministry that I'm at? How do you know where does that fit in that warrior part of my spirit? Yeah, and, and guys have taken sometimes these battles to the wrong places. We fought, when we don't fight a real battle, meaning, a, and I don't want to diminish the battles we fight at work because those are truly battles sometimes because we're providing for our families. But when we lose sight of injustice, we lose sight of some of those bigger things, you know, the biggest battle we may fight is the neighbor's dog getting on our lawn. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe that's the biggest fat battle that we'll have in a given day and Maybe that is important, but obviously it's going to not be as important as somebody's heart or moving the kingdom in one way or another that only you can do in your role because God put you here for that. You know, I remember in my first boot camp really set me up for success for the biggest battle I ever had. And it was, there was a battle in my, my relationship with my wife. And when, when it came to the point where I was just so angry and so frustrated that I had to, I realized that my heart was starting to go after my wife and attack her. And I realized that's not the battle. When I realized that wasn't the battle and I went after her heart, that's when we truly became a couple. 
Um, and I, I mean, when I say two become one, I'm talking about spiritually, we were just in the same place and she was so grateful that this was now us fighting against the enemy, not us fighting against each other. And when our battle changed to where we were on the same side, our marriage changed. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we didn't have a good marriage before. Well, we had struggles like everybody else, but now we know that the battle is the enemy, not each other. Absolutely. And we have, we may or may not get to another clip here because we've got just a few minutes left, but I wanted to ask you guys, what's some of the battles that God has laid in front of you? Al, you just talked about the battle for your wife's heart in a different way than you ever knew. And I mean, you were going to church and you loved your wife and, and, and it's not been that, but it's just the, the way that God opened your eyes to some things. But, you know, a, a lot of it, I think, was the Holy Spirit. You know, in, in Jesus says it's to our advantage. And it was such a spirit-filled weekend. Um, and I grew and felt things I'd never felt before, but I started to understand things in a different way. And that's where when they talk about being in step with the Holy Spirit, I think, you know, that really helped me to get on the right path so that I could achieve that. And, but it didn't just help. It started with my wife, then it became my children, and then it became my coworkers. Mm-hmm. And then it became, you know, son, teaching Sunday school. You know, it grew in so many different ways that, you know, my battle became against the enemy and it was everybody that God loved was a person I was fighting for. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, that's, that's what it, where it started, how, where, what it's evolved to, but it's the Holy Spirit was really the, I learned more about that over the last, the next two years, uh, than I think at any other time until just recently. Yeah. It, God really helped me along the way understand that the, the battle that I was fighting a lot of times wasn't necessarily a bad battle. You know, I, I wanted to do exceptionally well at work so that I could make sure that I delivered for my family and provided. But, you know, somewhere along the way, a lot of times I lost sight of I'm the only one that could fill the role at home. You know, my kids sometimes make decisions like all of our kids do that I wouldn't have them to choose. And I could either get frustrated about that or I could either say, you know what, I'm the only dad they really have. And I'm the only one that can fill that role. And I'm the only one that can battle for their heart as a dad. And I think God's really helped me see that, that those things, although they're important, the most important thing I can do is fight for the hearts of the ones around me, as you said, Al, that God brings into my life. And that's what I ask you to do is pray this week and say, God, who do you want me to fight for their heart right now? And what do I have to submit and humbly give to you in order to be able to do that? So pray this week and be well.